0: Hi, I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Gabrielle Oettingen. Did I get that correct? Yes, you got it correct. Wonderful. I heard about you because I'm taking the science of well-being class with Dr. Lori Santos, the Yale class on Coursera. And I was so drawn to what you had to say about Whoop, because my show is called Get the Funk Out, as I had told you. I'm very fascinated with how people, they go through challenges in their life, I had told you, and then some of them, they can't find their way out and others find a positive note about something they went through and they go on to something better and they are more resilient. So if you could just maybe start by telling me a little bit about yourself, your background, and then about Whoop.
1: When you talk about myself, then the first thought is that I'm a passionate researcher, that I'm passionate about translating our research findings into tools that people can use in order to improve their everyday life and their long-term development. And that I feel that Whoop is a tool that... We know pretty well how it works, and it's a tool that I've seen help people to actually better their everyday life, and it helped me a lot. So I feel that um, I want to share it. I want to share it and emancipate people so they can be more effective in changing their behavior.
0: It's a wonderful tool. I I take a walk every morning, and I was watching the conversation between you and Dr. Santos, and a light bulb just went off in me, and I'm thinking, I'm actually thinking of all the things I'm always wishing I would do and get around to doing, and one specifically is guitar playing, more guitar playing, because I know when I do play guitar, I get into that flow, I feel great. It's like I went on a vacation for my mind, but I tend to let a lot of other things take over and I feel like my time management is not so good. So I went to the website, whoopmylife.org, and I really explored the whole step-by-step process. Could you walk us through the specifics of Whoop? I can
1: guide you through Whoop and then later maybe we can talk a little bit about how Whoop works. But let me guide you through Whoop first. So in order to do a WHOOP practice, you need to be slow. And it helps if you are a little bit relaxed and if you make yourself comfortable. And if you have five or ten minutes, you don't need a lot more to actually focus on WHOOP and be uninterrupted. Then you can go and start WHOOP. What is WHOOP? It's wish, outcome, obstacle, and plan. And it's an imagery technique. And therefore, we want to be slow and relaxed and uninterrupted. Let me guide you through Whoop. Great. I want that you think now about the next four weeks. So think from today to the next four weeks. And then I want to ask you, what is your wish for the next four weeks that you want to fulfill yourself? What would be something you would like to realize that you can realize, but that is a little bit challenging for you? And there might be many wishes which come up now. Doesn't matter which area you choose from, work, relationships, health, fitness, but choose a wish that you can actually realize. But that is a little challenging. The main thing is that you feel passionate about, meaning you, what do you want rather than what do other people want that you do?
0: Other people's expectations of me. Exactly. So think
1: about, and it can be an interpersonal wish or a wish that you want to actually be beneficial for others, but it needs to be in your feasibility. So find a wish. So that's the first step of wish. And once you found the most important wish for the next four weeks that you can realize yourself, then you specify that wish in few words. Three to four words are enough or in an image and you put it in front of your mind. And once you did that, then you can go on to the next step, the first O, which is the outcome. So what is the outcome? The outcome is the best thing, the best outcome that you can identify after you've realized your wish. So what would be the best thing, best outcome if you manage to fulfill your wish? Most of the time... It's an emotion. So how would you feel? How would you feel if you fulfilled yourself that wish? What would be the best outcome? And you find that best outcome. And again, you phrase it in few words or in an image and you put it in front of your mind. And once you have this best outcome, then you imagine the best outcome occurring. You imagine that and you experience it in your mind. So, think about how wonderful it would be if you fulfilled yourself that wish and experienced that best outcome and you imagine it and you take some time to imagine that. And once you really experience the best outcome, then only you switch to the second door, which is changing gears because I will ask now... What is it in you that stands in the way of tackling your wish and experiencing that outcome? What is it in you that might impede you? It can be an emotion, it can be a bad habit, it can be an irrational belief. But think about it. In you, what is it that might impede you from tackling your wish? And you can dig a little deeper if you want. What is it really? Honestly, let's take the excuses off. Just focus. What is it really that stands in the way? And very often it is an emotion, like an anxiety or anger or resentment, or it also can be a very bad habit. So think about it. What is, is it really that stands in the way? So once you identify that obstacle, Again, you phrase it in three to four words and put it in front of your mind. And then you imagine that obstacle occurring. You experience it. You imagine that obstacle occurring. So now we are at the end of the second O. Now we get to the plan, P. And the P starts with identifying an action or a thought that you could do or think in response to that obstacle, to surmount that obstacle. So the question is, what could you do? What action could you take to overcome that obstacle? What thought could you think to overcome that obstacle? Identify one effective action or one effective thought. And then again, once you identify it, you put it in front of your mind in few words. And then you make a very simple if-then statement. Which is, if, imagine now the obstacle, then I will, and now you imagine the action or the thought. And once more, if, obstacle, then I will, action or thought. And that's the P.
0: And that's all. Wait, that's I, who- I just love this because it can apply to so many, so many areas of your life. That is true. It can
1: apply to any area of your life. Mm -hmm. MOOP is just a structure. A structure where the W-O, the first O, and the W gives action the direction. So now you know where to go. And the second O, the obstacle and the plan, gives you the energy to actually go in that direction. And it gives you the possibility of identifying how you can overcome that obstacle. And this little exercise in four steps can be practiced. It can be learned. And the more you practice it, the better you will become. And after you practice it for a while, you will become a whoop expert. So it is like riding the bicycle. Sure. So you learn it. And then you take the bicycle to go wherever you want. And that's the same with whoop. You practice it. You learn it. And then you can tackle it any wish you want to tackle. And the nice thing in BoOP is, it's a conscious exercise if you want, short exercise which you can do in five to 10 minutes of imagery. But then it triggers non-conscious processes, cognitive, motivational, and feedback processes, that then help you to automatically change your behavior. Exactly. So you change your behavior basically Without that, you realize it.
0: I I want to add one thing. I remember you saying you cannot switch the O's. It cannot be wish, obstacle, outcome. You have to go to the outcome first. Correct.
1: Don't switch the O's. Be very faithful to this little exercise. Because if you switch the O's, nothing will happen. You first need to give action direction through wish, outcome. And then you put the obstacle in the way, which gives you the energy to overcome the obstacle. And the reason why that is so important is that if you only indulge in these positive fantasies and dreams about the wish fulfillment, you will relax. It will sap the energy. And why? Because you already have experienced your positive future in your mind. So all this positive thinking is pleasant. It also gives you the possibility of exploring what is in the future in your mind. But it saps the energy. Yes. And therefore, you need the obstacle in the way of wish fulfillment and experiencing that outcome. So the obstacle gives you the energy. And the obstacle, imagination, gives you also the recipe on how to overcome that obstacle. And, which is important, you will also recognize whether you can overcome that obstacle. Because maybe the obstacle is just formidable. So the obstacle in you is formidable, or you have better things to do. And you will recognize that. And then you have the possibilities of either adjusting your wish or postponing it to a better point in time where there is a better opportunity or actually to let go. And then you can put your energy in the more feasible and the more promising projects. The idea really is that by identifying the wish, you will recognize what you really want. And by going through the whole whoop exercise, you will set priorities for those wishes and possibilities that you actually really want, are passionate about, and can realize. But you then also can let go from those that, after all, are not so worthwhile or are simply not feasible. So WHOOP is an exercise to help you understand your wishes, set priorities, and then fulfill the wishes that you really feel strong
0: about. And I want to add one thing, because I I took some screen captures of your website to bring this up. This is based on 20 years of research in the science of motivation. Who presents a unique and surprising idea. The obstacles that we think most impede us from fulfilling our wishes can actually help us to realize them. And you talk about mental contrasting. Could you briefly tell the listeners what that is?
1: Yes, sure. Now, WOOP in the scientific literature has a pretty complicated name. It's mm-hmm. called mental contrasting with implementation intentions. And we thought this is too complicated, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so, mental contrasting is mental contrasting of the desired future, meaning the wish and the outcome with the obstacle in the way. So it is the W-O-O in the WHOOP exercise. And the plan are the implementation intentions. And implementation intentions have been developed by Peter Goldwitzer. And they come in the form of if a situation appears, then I will act in a certain way in order to f- fulfill my goals and in the context of mental contrasting this goes like if obstacle then i will action to overcome obstacle and the non-conscious processes triggered by mental contrasting they refer to connecting the future with the obstacle and the obstacle with the behavior to overcome obstacle non-consciously, outside of people's awareness. So people don't realize that. But these processes are then responsible for the behavior change, for the wish fulfillment. And if the obstacle is really sticky, like a strong impulse or a strong emotion or a really bad habit, then the implementation intentions, the P, helps in addition to strengthen that link between the obstacle and the action to overcome obstacle. Therefore, if you have a real sticky obstacle, the P is really helpful. And what mental contrasting does too is it leads you to recognize the obstacles in your context and in yourself. So you will recognize now what it is in you that stands in the way. And you will also recognize that it is in you rather than in the context or in, the, in your environment. Because the environment is very hard to change. You can't change your boss. You can't change right. the structures. You can't change your institution. You can't change the political environment. But you can change yourself in relation to the boss, the institution, the political environment. And that's the reason why we say, take an obstacle that is in you because here you have control and here you can actually work on overcoming it.
0: This is why I wanted to have you on the show at this time because here we've been in quarantine. There are so many people that are either out of work or working remotely. And it's really a time to have a lot of introspection and perhaps pivot and do something else or do something you've wanted to do. And a lot of people do go through life, and I've been guilty as well, saying, oh, I wish I could do this, and I wish I could do that. And then there's no traction, nothing nothing happened. Exactly. And as I said, for whoop,
1: you need a couple of minutes of calm and from, of slowness because you really want to find out what is it that I really want? What is it that is important to me. And these wishes, we need to take them seriously because we have shown they come from our needs. They come from our states of deprivation. So, for example, we did some experiments where we invited people into the lab and we asked them not to drink any water four hours beforehand. And then we gave them a lot of salty pretzels. And then half of them got a super nice big bottle of fresh water, but half of them were kept thirsty. And then we just simply asked them to fantasize in response to little scenarios where they potentially could actually fantasize about anything, including getting water. And what we find is that those who were kept thirsty positively fantasized about getting water getting to the water fountain, drinking water, enjoying the water, whereas the other ones fantasized about anything about Ah. the future. (laughs) And you can do the same thing with psychological needs. So if you deprive people, for example, of meaning, then people suddenly positively fantasize about getting a more meaningful job. Mm -hmm. If you deprive them of interpersonal relationships, then they fantasize about getting together with their friends and family. So we, we do need to take our wishes and fantasies seriously. We can't just say they up our energy and we dismiss them. No, we can't dismiss them because we really need them as an indication of our states of deprivation. And you can say of our needs yeah. and therefore feel it out. What is it that you really want? And then. Once you identify that, only then go on with the outcome, the obstacle, and the plan. And then you will realize, is the obstacle surmountable for me or not? The obstacle in me. And then you can get going if you feel, yeah, this obstacle actually is surmountable. An anxiety, or an anger, or resentment, or something. Yeah. Or a bad habit. Or, for example, a conviction. Somebody said something, yeah, you can't do it. So, yeah, that's overcomable. And then you get started to tackle your wish. And that's important. You want to get started to tackle your wish. And that will bring you to get engaged and to just new engagement in Mm -hmm. the wishes that you really care for. But you might also discover, so this wish is really not feasible for me. Maybe, you know, right. it's late or it's, it's just that after all, you discover it's not so important. Something else is more important and that you will find out as well. And then you can actually let go with good conscience. You don't need to always think, oh, I should have done this and I should have done that. Let go and say... Okay, I didn't do this, but look, here is an opportunity to do something else, which is actually more f- feasible for me. So you clean up your life with whoop. You go for those things which are really important to you and which are feasible, and you let go from those that, after all, they might not turn out to be so important or they are just simply not feasible, but then you can put them aside with good conscience and you can engage and put your energy in more promising projects.
0: I like that because a lot of times people will agonize over something. But what you're saying is, if I tell you, I wish I was a professional tennis player, that's just not a realistic wish for me, but I have to get to that point where I realize that on my own. Exactly. And
1: then, when I realize that on my own, that I can't be a professional anymore, then I can cut down and say, all right, um, but I can still play tennis and I can play tennis with a with a buddy um, of mine or with a friend of mine. Um, and then you will enjoy it much more without sort of feeling, oh my God, I should have, I should have.
0: Yeah. And I'm a failure because I'm not.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So... Um, that's that's So it, this cleaning up of your life is super helpful. And you get engaged in new wishes and um, new endeavors. And by doing that, you will change your environment. So people will re- respond differently to you. Um, so it's a discovery tour. It's a discovery tour of what you really want, of what is it in you that stands in the way. And by engaging anew, you will now discover the world from a different point because you engage yourself. So people will be surprised how you changed yourself and you will be more aware, for example, of your work and your nature or fitness or whatever it is that you are engaging in. Um, So you will be surprised um, how much that actually can change your um, landscape um, of life. And just by this little five minute exercise. But do practice it and don't be too evaluative with yourself. Whoop is an unevaluative exercise. You can't do it really wrong because you can always whoop again. You can yep. whoop as often as you have a wish. So you can play with it, you can try it out. And it's not that you fulfill your wishes suddenly and you're the happy-go-lucky person forever and ever. That's not the idea. The idea is that you engage in those wishes that are dear to you. The idea is that you engage more actively mm-hmm. and that you accept where engagement is futile. And that is helping you to lead a much more aware and much, much more satisfied. Um,
0: Is this what you teach at NYU? Well, I teach at
1: NYU a couple of courses that are concerned with the literature on behavior change and self-regulation. Um, but I also teach the honors class, for example, where you have research projects of those students who are particularly um, ambitious and um, who have done really well, so of uh, uh, various kinds of courses i 'm teaching, but certainly whoop um, can be part of the of the teaching and I use whoop in order to teach and, um, and and to to find out what do I really want when I teach What is my wish? Yeah, I want to tell them about this and that and the other theory um, so it 's more fun to teach by using Whoop than when you don't. I would have never established a website and an app and mm-hmm. written a book um, and done the interview with Lori without Woop because it helps you to step out of your comfort zone. You know, researchers like to stay in their comfort zone, but Whoop helped me to step out of the comfort zone and discover a lot of new elements in the society and uh, build relationships. And so um, it helped me a lot to get more awareness and more fun and, um, and, and more productivity in my life.
0: Amazing. What is your website for people who want to find out about you and your book?
1: As I said, without Whoop, I would have never done the website. The website is called Whoop My Life, W-O-O-P, my life in one word, dot org. And the app is called the Whoop app it has the rudimentary instructions and you can use both together and in the website actually there is um, a section on how you can use whoop and um, there is a section where you ca- can download um, the instructions and their videos where um, I lead you through a whoop so you can actually um, practice it by yourself and so we have a lot of instructional materials on the website we have also some links to the research and some press and some other elements and you can always contact us so if you have a good whoop experience please contact us we'd, we'd love that or if you have suggestions on how to improve the website it's always in. An ongoing project and uh, we want to give out whoop as as much as we can because we have experience Um, whoop helps so many people so that that gives our life meaning and that's nice
0: so nice where can people find your book
1: anywhere where you find books actually it is called rethinking positive thinking inside the new science of motivation. And it has been published 214 by Penguin Random House. If you go on any kind of platform, you will find it.
0: Fantastic. I want to thank you so much. I really enjoyed chatting with you. And this is so, so meaningful. I'm sure the listeners are really going to enjoy this.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you for having me in the show.
0: My pleasure.